Thank you so much for tuning in to the What's Good Dough podcast. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you share it. If you want to get in touch with me, follow us on Instagram at What's Good Dough. And remember to always ask, What's Good Dough? What's happening? What's good, though? My name is Easy, and I'm here to welcome you today to my podcast. This podcast is all about pizza. The reason I created this podcast was to learn from the people who make pizza happen. And that's not only restaurant owners. These pizza-making people are consumers, right? You, the pizza eater, is what drives pizza today. My main goal for this podcast is to learn everything I can about pizza. One day I wanna open up my own pizza spot and I think by interviewing pizza restaurateurs, by interviewing other pizza lovers and learning a little bit from pizza haters as well, I think I'm gonna be able to provide a great quality product to people who can appreciate great quality pizza. A little bit about myself, I eat pizza every day. I absolutely love it. It's been my favorite food since I was a child. You know, growing up, I literally lived off of pizza. My brother and I, we would walk home from school and we would warm up some French bread pizza from Costco. I think pizza from Costco is definitely one of my earliest pizza memories. It's like, you know, $10 slices, oh sorry, $10 pies, excuse me, and $2 slices really hard to beat especially with the convenience if you know all you did was shop at costco with your parents like literally my parents bought everything in bulk because you know we were a middle income family and so you would see our freezers filled with french bread pizzas pepperoni pizza hot pockets and for a brief moment bagel bites which my brother and I didn't really enjoy too much. We were more of a fan of pizza rolls, which you could only get at certain places. If you really wanted to get them in bulk, you'd have to get them at Winco, but that wasn't readily available to us. And so Costco pizza uh, was basically what I grew up with. I also grew up with round table pizza. My grandfather would swear by round table pizza and would always take us there and you know what it was delicious he would even grab like kfc chicken and kind of have a, a pizza and chicken party every time we'd go and visit him i don't know he just didn't like the uh the wings over at round table anyway round table was basically you know what was our, the closest pizza spot next to us um you know as i grew up we would frequent the buffet the pizza buffet that was the first time i ever had like a dedicated buffet for pizza and it was amazing you know and you got the garlic twists and sometimes you would get like dessert breadsticks and so that was great whenever we had cousins over who could you know eat eight slices of pizza just like me and then it was just like seven to nine dollars a person and you would get stuffed. Now, round table pizza eventually got a little bit too expensive for my paycheck because, you know, I was in high school. 
um, when you're paying 20 to $25 for a large pizza at the time, it wasn't cutting it on minimum wage. So I ended up, you know, becoming a frequent Pizza Hut purchaser, I guess. Every paycheck, I would use a portion of that money to go buy Pizza Hut for the family and uh, my girlfriend, now wife. You know, I really love pizza because it's one of those... Um, it's one of those meals that you can easily share with people, right? If you're on a budget, if you're on a strict, tight budget, um, when you and other people want to go grab pizza, you know, you're getting a whole pie sometimes from anywhere from 10 to $30. And you can share that with two, three, four people sometimes. And when you do the math, it kind of all, it all adds up to not being too much, right? Another one of my early memories with pizza was I overheard my cousin talking about how she and a friend went to Little Caesars Pizza because they wanted a cheap lunch and so they split an entire large pizza for five bucks. And really, $2.50 for a meal, you get four slices, you're gonna be full, right? And while I'm on the topic of Little Caesars, I personally am a fan of Little Caesars Pizza, but do not get this out of context. Little Caesars Pizza is great if you go to a corporate location. If you order the pie, they make the pie for you right then and there, and then you take it home with you and you eat it as soon as possible. Ideally, you'd want to wait till it cools down and then eat it in the car, and that's when you'll experience the best Little Caesars Pizza ever. Around two years ago, I was living in San Jose, California, and there was a pizzeria next to my house that I absolutely loved. And we ate there about once a month. At the same time, I was actually considering working for a pizza restaurant. I thought that it would be a great way to make some money, but also get my toes wet, get my foot in the door, and start to understand what the pizza business was like. It was actually a really great experience and it opened my eyes. The owners were great. They put me on the pizza line and I was making pizzas from day one. And that was a grind. It was really challenging, but it was very, very fun. And ultimately, I had to quit. The reason for my decision to leave the pizzeria was the fact that as a line cook, the busiest days were weekends. And the fact that I was getting married um, in a couple of months and needed my weekends to plan the wedding and get things ready, it just was not happening um, being a, a pizza cook and planning a wedding. So I ended up quitting that job uh, but I did make a promise to myself and that was to stay in the industry continue making pizza and that's what I did um, I went ahead and bought 50 pounds of flour imported from Italy I also bought some tomatoes from Naples San Marzano some pretty good quality stuff and I started making pizza I created a pizza Instagram account where you can find all of my creations and you know I was making pizza almost every week 
but then I got, you know, I got to thinking, hey, is is this what I need to do in order to get me to my goal? And, you know, as much as I love making pizza at home, I just didn't see the growth that I needed. I mean, sure, my pizzas were getting better and tastier and I was getting fuller uh, from, you know, eating a bunch of pizza at home, eating my mistakes. They were great mistakes. Um, But I needed to learn more. That's when I really just decided that it would be a good idea for me to start getting back in the restaurant business. Unfortunately, I did not meet a match. You know, with my time schedule and all the projects that I've committed to, in addition to a full-time job, I just couldn't commit to another part-time job at the moment. One of the jobs that I actually considered taking on was working at a slice of New York. One of the criteria I set for myself when looking for a pizzeria to work at was for the pizzeria to have amazing pizza, a a pizza that I enjoyed because I would then get to eat the pizza and learn new skills at the same time. It was obviously a winning combination. And that's basically how I met Kirk, our first podcast guest. Him and his wife, Marguerite, are the founders of A Slice of New York. They are the dynamic duo of New York Slice Pizza here in the Bay Area. And they're just cranking out amazing pizzas over at a slice of New York. I mean, seriously, how can your margarita pizza be so good? I swear by that pizza. It is delicious. And so I go there pretty often. And one day I was just looking at the signage on the wall and it said that they were hiring for a new staff member. And I thought, hey, this would be a great place to work at. Not only do they serve great pizza, but I would actually be working for a co-op. I thought to myself, that's a new idea. And that would actually give me the experience that I want um, in starting my own pizza restaurant. As a partial owner of a pizza restaurant, I would essentially learn the business even more than I would as a regular employee. I went ahead and applied for the position and Marguerite responded to me right away. She set me up with an interview with Kirk and we talked and we talked. He was a great guy and ultimately the job just was not for me. I could tell that in our conversation that working for a slice of New York would require a lot of time and dedication and a consistent schedule, and that's just something I did not have at the moment. That conversation also helped me realize that working at a pizzeria part-time was just not a good idea overall. I needed something that I could work on on my own time, essentially, and having a part-time job just isn't gonna cut it, and so I needed to think of a way to immerse myself in the pizza industry but not actually work at a restaurant and that's kind of how this podcast was born in the next few episodes i'm going to be talking to pizza owners and i'm going to get their take on what good pizza is how to run a solid business and just really anything that could help 
any people who have aspirations to own their own pizza restaurant or just people who want to learn more about pizza in general. This is going to be some great information and I hope you all enjoy it. And while I am presenting myself extremely seriously in this introduction, I do want to let you know that it's going to be more of a fun type of vibe whenever I interview other pizza owners, restaurant owners, because I really just let go and let loose and have a great time with these guys. There's a lot of laughs, and I hope you all are ready for that. Thank you so much for tuning in to the What's Good Dough podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you share it. If you want to get in touch with me, follow us on Instagram at What's Good Dough. And remember to always ask, What's Good Dough?